Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ahead on the Believe in Steelers show, a lot to unpack from the 2023 NFL Draft. We'll answer all our listeners and viewers' questions during an extended What Yins Think. Good morning, I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by Pittsburgh Steelers scout and two-time Super Bowl champion, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, good to see you this morning. I hope you had a terrific birthday weekend. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Yeah, it was very fun. A lot of activity. Uh, no time for rest. Single de Mayo is always good. You know, my birthday fall on the day that everybody pretty much celebrate. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of tequila, I would say. Ike, I love that. And let me say this too. I will take Cinco de Mayo over New Year's Eve any day of the week, 10 times out of 10. Any day, especially when it come on a Friday. Oh man, that's yeah. any day. Yeah. Ike, a lot to get to and we will start. Head coach Mike Tomlin put out a video on social media on Instagram. I saw it made the rounds on Twitter too, talking about brothers and siblings that the Steelers have had. You're talking about the Haywards. You're talking about the Watts. You're talking about the Edmonds family, the Herbigs now. And I also noticed J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, and Derek Watt's brother responds to the video. I can't help but wonder. I know J.J. Watt is retired. The odds of him coming back, I think, are very, very low. But I think it keeps the door open. And if I had to put a percentage on what are the odds J.J. Watt could wind up in a Steelers uniform, I'm not going to say never, but I'd say like maybe 5%. That is very interesting. JJ responded on Twitter to Coach Tomlin's tweet, Ike. Hey, JJ, just stay in shape. <laughs> That's it. We, we don't know. You might get that phone call throughout, throughout, throughout the year. Go on, stay in shape, just in case. Ike, I love this. And the reason being, coming out of the draft, one of the questions I had last week, Ike, during our recap video was you addressed a lot of the holes that you had going into the draft edge rushing depth. I'm not talking about Alex Highsmith or TJ Watt, because when both of those guys are healthy, as good a tandem as there, there is in the league when it comes to the edge rushing standpoint, but you don't have a lot of depth behind either of those players. You don't want to overpay for someone still out on the free agent market. You're a little bit limited at this point too. maybe a team makes uh, cuts between now and the start of training camp, now and the start of the preseason, regular season, and so forth. But that door, that sliver, it's open, Ike. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to read too much into this. But, Ike, I like to stay in shape. I, I'm with you there. I'm with yeah. you there. I mean, picture the two watts on, on both ends of the stick coming <laughs> off the edge, you know. Uh, JJ, a future Hall of Famer, picture him on alongside with his brother, TJ, uh, trying to make a playoff push. I'm just saying, I saw the picture. When I saw the picture, the first thing that came in my head, what I just told you was, JJ, please stay in shape because you just might get that call. And it would ultimately be up to him whether he would want to come out of retirement or not. Certainly a future Hall of Famer. I, this is something I have like salivated for, though. We've talked about this in previous years, and there's times I'll say things you think I'm out of my skull. But it was like there is that possibility. And, and look, I don't think this would happen unless there was a significant injury either to TJ Watt or Alex Highsmith. So the odds of this happening, I don't think are high. 
I think that that door though, that crease is just it's just opened up though. It's just yeah, that that that'll be that'll be a hell of a hell of a depth depth chart if JJ come out of retirement. <laughs> of course, he will have to talk to his wife. Of course, yeah. he, he got to see how his body feels or whatever his family. But um, if the Pittsburgh Steelers have a shot in getting into the playoffs and they wind up getting to the playoffs, and over the course of the season might have a few injuries. Uh, they may not like what they see in the free agency as far as guys getting cut when it comes down to training camp, Mark. And you got JJ at home sitting on a sitting at the crib. <laughs> Don't be surprised. The opportunity to potentially win a Super Bowl. I expect the Steelers to get back into contention. And remember, too, Alex Highsmith entering a contract season. I thought he played at a Pro Bowl level. We know what TJ Watt can do when he's healthy. Just his presence out on the field. It is night and day with this Steelers defense. So keep an eye on this. I couldn't help but notice this, Ike. The social media savvy of Coach Tomlin and, oh, hey, if we potentially need a Hall of Fame player to help with the depth later on in the season. I've been on this train for a while, Ike. That's all I'm trying to say. Only Omar Khan, Addison, Coach T can pull this off. Oh, yeah. Ike, we will take a quick break, tell our listeners and viewers about betonline.ag. They're today's presenting sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show. There's a lot of playoff hockey, playoff basketball going on. There's a lot of futures going on. Later this week, the NFL will release its regular season schedule. That is expected on Thursday. We don't know the specifics quite yet. But if you want to place a bet on any of the sports action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Yeah, make sure y'all hit betonline.ag 24-7, whatever sport. Um, we always open. We as betonline.ag because we're family, because they've been knowing Mark and I for the longest, and they've been supporting our show. Anytime, any place, any sport, go to betonline.ag. And you can see the promo code on your screen right now, B-L-E-A-V. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, the Steelers, the rookies got their jersey numbers this past week. And there's a lot of news that Joey Porter Jr. is going to wear your old number 24 jersey. Broderick Jones will have 77. Keanu Benton will wear 95. Darnell Washington Not going to get zero. He will get number 80. Nick Herbig, 51. Corey Trice Jr., 27. Spencer Anderson will wear number 74. Ike, what I wanted to ask you was, is when you were a rookie getting the number 24, was that assigned to you by the team? Did you have any say on what jersey number you wore when you were joining the Steelers way back in the day? Yeah, Mark, I asked, was that number 24 available? Um, I've always been a huge fan of Kobe, so... I looked at that 24, mm-hmm. like 24 hours in a day. I, I always was a huge fan, too, of Charles Woodson. And 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 mm-hmm. Charles had that 24 as well. So I always just looked at it as 24 hours in a day. Um, that's the way my mind was set. That's the way I thought I had the grind, Mark. So when 24 was available, because at the time it wasn't popular, I went on and grabbed that thing. Yeah, Charles Woodson is fair, Ike. A little bit of revisionist history, though, too. A research team. Kobe switched to 24 in the 06, 07 season. So, Ike, you were actually the OG where in 24, maybe Charles yeah. Woodson, but uh, a little bit of revisionist history, Ike. But sometimes memories, we tend to do that. We tend to embellish things a little bit. I got to check you there, Ike. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not to diminish or take away from Kobe Bryant's greatness or anything. I, I do you remember if there were any other Jersey possibility numbers and 
I suppose part of the reason why I ask this too is because while the Steelers only have a handful of jerseys retired, uh, Ernie Stautner, Joe Green, Franco Harris, there are several that are like unofficially retired. Did you have any other possibilities? No, not at all. Uh, 40, 43, unofficially retired. Yeah. Seven, unofficially retired. Yeah. Just the two that I played with. So um, they got a few great uh, jersey numbers are retired, but just the ones, 43 and seven. I don't think nobody be wearing them jerseys either no time soon or never. Yeah, Jerome Bettis, Mel Blunt, uh, Mike Webster, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Elsie Greenwood, Heinz Ward, Ike, like, I, like, when do we want to schedule the retirement ceremonies for each of those players? Because if someone were to wear any of those jersey numbers, it would just look kind of funny. I won't lie, Ike. Yeah, it ain't got to be official for you to understand. You can't have them jersey numbers. I can't I can't forget about Terry Bradshaw either. So I, I, I look, <laughs> it goes back to whenever we talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There are so many great Steelers players where it's just like we could talk till sundown about all of this. But uh, Ike, I know there was a ton of interest mm-hmm. this last week in Joey Porter Jr. Uh, wearing your old number. And that's where we'll transition to what Yins thinks. So this is where our listeners and viewers get the opportunity to ask us okay. questions. And so Ronan writes in, says, Joey Porter Jr. is in good hands. He's a smart kid. He'll blossom into a Pro Bowl corner. Patrick Peterson is a good role model on the field. Countless great role models in this organization, including Ike. So, Ronan, thank you for that, Ike. What I wanted to ask you is how important is it to have a respected and established veteran show you the ropes early on in your career when you're a rookie, when you're a young player in the NFL? Yeah, so I had Deshae Townsend. Deshae um, Townsend, he'd been around as a college defense coordinator. Now he's a, a, a coach for NFL football. Deshae uh, just was always wise. You know, he was the coach of the field. I remember Coach LeBeau used to let Deshae call third downs. You know, that's, that's how important uh, Deshae was on the field. Well, we all knew as players, sooner or later, he was going to be a coach on uh, D.C., but he took me under his wing. Uh, the first day I got there, he gave me the keys to his Ford expedition, told me to get lost, uh, find the city, make sure I'm back at a certain time. Then he told me how to taught me how to uh, watch tape, read the field, look at formations, and how to be a professional and call each other a brotherhood on and off the field. So Shay was just like an uncle to me. Um, he didn't know me from a can of paint, but as soon as I walked into that facility, he looked at me like little brother. So I'm sure Pat Pete about to do, do the same thing for Joey Porter Jr. Um, the crazy thing about Joey Porter Jr. is he already knows the history and tradition because his dad once played and he's been around the confetti games, the playoffs, the, uh, the city doing the, the city in high it acts during the playoff and just what it is to be a stiller, Mark. So uh, Joey Porter Jr., he always understand his dad was a professional um got opportunity or will have opportunity to make the hall of fame i'm talking about joy porter senior so this ain't nothing new the stage ain't too big for joy porter jr in my mind but having that guy alongside with pat pete um a veteran guy who just know what it is know what it takes um it's good to have one of them guys in the locker room he just so happened to have one of them guys in his in his room when it comes down to being a db in the nfl like one thing I've noticed is I know the Steelers have been playing more cover two in the last year or so under Mike Tomlin. It's more Mike Tomlin's defense, but you've got long corners in the sense that if you press a receiver at the line of scrimmage and then your safeties can be more opportunistic because you're jamming receivers at the line of scrimmage. So that's where 
Minka Fitzpatrick, who, along with Patrick Peterson, has played at an all-pro level. They can play complementary football where the corner might not get credit for having an effective jam and stalling a receiver off his initial route, but then it's the safety on the back end who stands to benefit when you're playing press coverage. I mean, JP, JP Julian's a legit 6'3". Yeah. Legit. I mean, he he so it was we went to Troy's event. Troy had a roast event. Uh shout out to Mel Blunt, the the legend of Hall of Fame, uh, for having that event for Troy Palomalo in honor of him. And Mel Blunt, tall as heck, we all know he's six four. Then it became uh Joy Porter Hill legit six three. And then then it was me six two. So I was the shortest. And I and I thought I was tall. So I was just showing this out the three, but just looking at his size, looking at Joey the way he's built, looking how long his arms is. Um, even if he don't get an interception, that ball have to be thrown perfectly towards a receiver because of his height. So his his height uh is kind of taking taking some of that interception radius off. And what I mean by that, Mark, is if you ain't dropping that ball in the bucket every time. He got opportunity to pick it off. And also he got opportunities to let his free safeties come over from the hash and make a play on. I want to go to back to one thing you said about Deshae Townsend as well. Ike. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you know, I played uh-huh. Madden as a kid growing up. And whenever I would do the fantasy draft where you can draft from any of the players in the league and assemble your roster as you see fit. I remember Deshae was always rated very, very high. He'd be like mid eighties, upper eighties. But right. he was never very fast. But it was just right. like, I want this guy on my team because, okay, he's not a speedster as a, as a DB, but he always seems to be in the right position. That savviness of knowing where to be, right time, right place. I just remember in Madden, he compared to other corners, it's like, how is this guy rated as high as he is? And he's not very fast relative to other cornerbacks, but that was his style of play. And again, it's the instinctual part of football where sometimes you have it or you don't. And it also goes into watching film so you can anticipate what the offense is going to do before they do it. Yeah, it was his IQ. He, he already knew where you was going before you got there. Yeah. That's why we call the shade coach on the field, you know, Mark. So um, his speed, we never talked about his speed. We never did care about his speed. But understand the formation is just having an instinctive feel. Yeah. For the game, understanding what offense was trying to do to us in the defense, Mark. That's what made that's what made you know Deshae Townsend play for twelve plus years. And in game speed was never the issue. But at the same time, man, if he know what you' about to do or what you're trying to do to him, he always gonna be in the right place at the right time. Deshae probably had the highest grade out of anybody in our secondary consistently since I played football. All that was because of of the shade uh his iq so nah the shade didn't have when you looked at speed it was the 90s on um, probably mid 80s at best mm-hmm. but far as like if you just looked at the iq his anticipation it was higher to them than anybody other than the quarterback on that madden mark i love that i love that ike we'll keep this rolling uh and thank you to ronan for that question uh I noticed after the draft, ESPN put out a question for each team after the draft. So this is actually our friend over at ESPN. Brooke Pryor wrote this. Mm -hmm. Can Matt Canada use the new offensive playmakers effectively? And this comes as the Steelers have drafted an offensive player in each of the last three drafts in the first round. Najee Harris, Kenny Pickett, and now Broderick Jones. Uh, Ike, the way I see this is you also bring in George Pickens, You've got 
Washington, all of them were Georgia teammates together. And the trade for Allen Robinson, 29 years old, he's like the oldest skill position players that the Steelers have. So last year, Ike, we were saying, hey, come week 18, we expect this offense to be a heck of a lot better than compared to week one. I do think there was a progression. There needs to continue to be a progression based on the end of last season. That's where you start this season. So that's how I see that, Ike. But how do you think that Matt Canada should use some of the new weapons he has on offense, Ike? Certainly an exciting time if you're a Steelers fan, because I expect them to light up the scoreboard quite a bit here this upcoming season. So for Mark, it just depends on who you play. And from a mm. front office standpoint, it's give them as many weapons as possible. And that's exactly what we're trying to do on the offensive side. If you want to go 12 personnel, there's two tights with Pat in 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 uh twelve tight. personnel. Yes, two twenty one personnel. I'm sorry, I get I get uh, them 12. confused, Nick. Thank you. Well, so the first the first number is the running back. The second number is the tight end. Mm. So if you want to go twelve personnel with two tights and a and a running back in the backfield, I mean we draft the guys who don't mind being uh uh the sixth man on the line of scrimmage. Um, if you want to go thirteen personnel, thirteen is one running back and three and three wide receivers. That's Jordan Pick. George Pickens, Allen Robinson, uh, we'll see what Calvin Austin III has in store, mm-hmm. and Deontay Johnson. If you want to go 11 personnel, that's big boy football. I mean, that's a that's a whole that's a whole four four receivers on the field. So one tight end and one running back, and everybody else just receiver. So he got a lot to play with when it comes down. He has in Matt Canada has a lot to play with when it comes down to personnels on the field. It's just depending on who you play, depending on what their personnel is on the opposite side when it comes down to their defense. So whatever, whoever he wants to attack week to week, he has the option sitting in his garage to attack. I love the addition of Allen Robinson and then bringing in Washington Ike too, because you don't put too much of the onus and the burden on individual players. And I hope that the issue is, is, Hey, we only have one football to go around because each of these guys are talented enough to make plays on their own. And if you want to double Deontay, then someone else gets a one-on-one and then you can you can eat. So it's kind of a pick your poison. And it's finally, I think Pittsburgh finally has an offense where it's like they're talented enough to where with some of these players and they've proven it at an NFL level that if you want to guard them one-on-one, they're going to make you pay consistently. And it's the first time I felt this way about a Steelers offense in quite some time, Mike. Yeah, I mean... Coach it's been Matt, several years. Coach Matt Canada, man, he he got tight ends. He got Jalen. He got Najee. He got George. He got Calvin. He got Deontay. He got Allen. He got offensive line. Now, now quietly, the offensive line probably was the best offensive line later on in the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, mm. like I said, it's just pick his poison, man. He got a garage full with it. He got dump trucks. He got four pickup trucks. He got Cadillacs. He got Ferraris. <laughs> he got whatever he wants at his at his disposal when it comes down to that offensive line and uh, them weapons in the perimeter, especially in the backfield as well. And we ain't gonna even talk about the uh, the second year the emergence of Kenny Pickett. Not only has he gained weight, but you just saw the maturity level towards the end of the year, Mark, on what Kenny has done for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the offense. I, I can only take so much from social media. I saw a picture of Kenny Pickett working out. I believe it was with Najee Harris and the legs. I mean, those things were like tree trunks. And it's like, this guy has not skipped leg day this off season. I, there's only one talk- picture, but. 
You talking about Najee? No, Kenny Pickett. Oh, yeah, Kenny, Kenny. I mean, Kenny just, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time where we'll be talking about Kenny as top five quarterback in the league. And I think that's sooner than later. That's just my personal opinion. But he just gets and understands what it is to be a professional quarterback, let alone being in that city, going to the University of Pittsburgh, watching seven play all them years, seeing the tradition. He just know what it is putting on that still a uniform, Mark. Ike will keep this rolling. Chad writes in, what does Ike think about Steelers' seventh-round pick, Corey Trice Jr., out of Purdue? Big, big, big corner. So he's he's actually taller than Joey Porter Jr., you know? So you can – Joey Porter Jr. is tall, so Trice is actually taller. So just some guys, well, like, like we was talking about earlier, Mark, that quarterback got to drop it. If he ain't dropping it, that's a pick. And, you know, if one of the cornerbacks ain't catching that pick, you know, Minka's right around the corner. He's in the area somewhere. So tip balls. Minka not only going to make the plays on his own, but he also going to get some tip balls coming from them tall, lanky corners as well. Ike, what I'm curious to see is this. When the Steelers put a nickel out there with five defensive backs or go with a dime package with six defensive backs, really the big question I have is who's going to play the nickel position because that's a role that Cam Sutton has thrived in. He gets the big contract for the Detroit Lions this right. offseason. It was a role Mike Hilton played really well and he got paid for the Bengals. He's still doing his thing for Cincinnati. So okay, you want to put Patrick Peterson out there. You want to put Joey Porter Jr. out there. Who then fulfills the nickel role for the Steelers? That's one of the question marks that I have between now and the so start got a of big, the regular just, season. Just guessing you got a big nickel. We require the safety count of We'll cry to save the counter so he can mm-hmm. be a big hand on but a big nickel. That's all it is. He's real good in the box. He's real good in space. I liked him when he was coming out of college. So I thought, actually, you want to talk about the still of the free agency. I know we talked about the offensive line that we got in the two linebackers mm-hmm. we required as well. But that's another nickel guy. You know, then you then you talk about DeMonte Casey. DeMonte Casey can play uh, nickel as well. But we can't forget about Art. Art. Um, Arthur been doing good in that nickel. Um, we talk about his size, but at that size, uh, you got to play pissed off. And that nickel ain't nothing but an extra linebacker. So Coach T got some options on exactly who he want to put at that nickel. It just depends on who we play on offense. He might slide Pat Pete in the uh, nickel, depending on who the third receiver is or that tight end is. So Coach got some depth and some options when it comes down to the defensive side, especially that nickel position, Mark. Ike, if we're trying to stop the run, put Keanu Neal there because when I pop on the tape, that guy is just whamming other offensive players consistently. All, all he want, all he want is contact. That's all Keanu want. That's all he want is contact. You want to talk about a guy who got an old school mentality in a new school world when it comes down to football for the NFL. All that young man want is contact, and that's exactly what we need sitting in that backfield. With Trice, I think it's okay if he makes the team, and that is not a certainty as a seventh-round pick, probably, but you never know. Can he get on the field in dime packages? And then what are his contributions from a special team standpoint? you got to be able to make yourself stand out on a 53-man roster. You've got to be able to do some things as a younger player before you can say, hey, I'm going to step, step out as a starter from a, a, a position standpoint, say on defense, at this in this case, at the cornerback position. So what can he do? When he does get on the field, whether it's a nickel situation, a dime situation, and then what can you do in terms of contributions with special teams? Yeah, special team gonna be key for uh, Corey Trice. That's gonna be key. That's how I made. That's how I made the team until I 
worked my way into starting with special teams. So he's going to have to play every special teams. He's going to have to make plays on every special teams. And slowly but surely, they'll bring them, bring them along when it come back, when it comes down to learn the players on the defensive side. But special teams right now for Corey Trice will be key for him. Ike, I saw over the weekend you met up with Troy Polamalu. I saw you took a picture with both him and Jerome Bettis, the Troy Polamalu roast. Did they give you the opportunity on the microphone yeah. this weekend, Ike? Yeah, I got the first. I got the first opportunity, and I didn't do a good job of it because I didn't want to roast Troy. But then when Troy got <laughs> when Troy got his opportunity to roast everybody, he roasted the f out of me, and I was like, "You son of a gun!" I was trying to be nice. So after after everything was said and done, it was like, "See, we told you, you should have roasted Troy." So um, it was a fun event. Uh, raised some money, Mel Blunt and his wife, uh, Mrs. Blunt. Man, they've been doing some good stuff for the past thirty years. Some stuff that need to be talked about more often. Obviously, we got to get him on the show as well, too, Mark. But man, yeah, I didn't. I was the first to have the mic. Uh, Brett Kieser came and he roasted Troy, but he roasted Troy in a good way. I had a lot of stories that we could have talked about, but I didn't want to talk about. They ain't nobody business. That's just how I feel about that. But the uh, the event, just in general, Mark was awesome. So yeah, I, I had the I had the first opportunity. I did, but when Troy got the mic at the end. He roasted the F out of me for real. Who, where, what did the event benefit, Ike? Um, so it, it, it benefit uh, Mel Blunt's, Mel Blunt's and what he, his charity event, what he got going on uh, just with kids in Pittsburgh in uh, neighborhoods are not as fortunate as others. And it just gives them from being in the city because Mel has a lot, 303 acres, has a lot of land out there in Pittsburgh and he's huge in the country land. So he liked riding horses, taking care of animals, him and his wife and his family. So just to get away. So it's like, uh, it's like a vacation without even have to going too far in the city of Pittsburgh. And he's been doing it for a long time where the kids are disabled, where the kids are coming off of cancer, where the kids just need some time to get away. Mel and his family, his wife been doing this for the past 30 years, which is great for that community in Pittsburgh. When I think about greatness, Ike, I think about, Mel Blunt, because the league had to change the rules for pass interference because of physical dominance at the line of scrimmage. So when I think about players that changed the game, he is literally proof of that. Changed. He changed. You look at, for anybody who don't know Mel Blunt, number 47 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, just go back and look at some highlights on why they changed the rules for the receivers because he was picking them up and dumping them on their head. That's exactly <laughs> what he was doing. It wasn't a, it was no press five yards. He was picking receivers up and slamming them on their head, catching interceptions and making tackles for running backs coming out of the backfields. And I'm sure that wasn't fun at all to watch him. It definitely wasn't fun for no receiver going against Mel Blunt standing at 6'4 and some change. By the way, happy belated birthday to uh, Mel Blunt, the legend. He turned 75. And mm -hmm. when you look at him, you're like, man, you don't even look 75 at all, but they say, you know, you stay active, you, you you look good and stay healthy. And that's all he's been doing, just staying very active in that community, Mark. Ike, I've noticed it's something with the Steelers cornerbacks. I look at you, I look at Joe Hayden. It's just like, I'm pretty sure if they really wanted to, these guys could still play. Like, I, Ike, I think you could do maybe like a quarter, probably in the red zone where the windows are a little bit tighter. You don't have to run as far, but... Something that in the water, Steelers cornerbacks still stay in tip-top shape, even well, yeah. well beyond their playing years, Ike. Yeah, I got I got 10 to 15 plays in me for sure. That's about it. 18 max. Um, these young kids, 
they just on a whole different level, Mark. So I look like I can play, but in reality, <laughs> I really can't play, especially when it comes down to these kids. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anything else you want to share from your time in Pittsburgh this last weekend, Ike? It looked like a terrific event from what I saw. No, it really was. It was It was on my birthday. I turned 43. Troy Nome was 43. Had an event for Troy um, with the Mel Blunts, with the Mel Blunt family. Saw nothing but grace between Jerome, my teammates, Coach Kyle was there. Um, Mr. Art and his family, the Rooney family was there. So it was over 1,200 people who came to this event. So it was, it was real good to see, man. Just a lot of uh, still a great, you know, I was a fan. I took a lot of pictures. It's a lot of guys I didn't have the opportunity to see why I played. I wound up seeing them for on, on Friday. So just getting together with Casey Hampton, Brett Kiesel, all those guys, all my old teammates, uh, seven, just checking them out. So just some good talking, some good reminiscing, some good stories, Joy Porter, seeing just everything, man. Everybody came out, James Harrison, everybody came out that I played with, not in, and including the Pittsburgh still a grace between the seventies and the eighties. Like I believe today is Bill Cowher's birthday. Speaking of yes, birthdays as well. So yes, um, listen, man, um, I'm glad you had a terrific event. I'm glad you had a nice birthday as well too, Ike. Later this week on the Believe in Steelers show, we think it's going to be Thursday. The league is still finalizing when the schedule release will come out. We think it's going to be Thursday night, Ike. So later this week, We'll have our reactions of what the Steelers' record will be. We've done this each year, and we've usually been spot on, like off by like maybe a game or two when we're going game by game predicting the Steelers' record. So I cannot wait. We know who their opponents will be, but we'll get the dates of each of the game. So always a great, great time. And I, I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers show. Our draft recap show has 14,000 views on YouTube that is a testament to the people who take time for us each week to be able to watch us here on the Believe in Steelers show. So thank you to the viewers of our show. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to my dog, Mark Bergen, for the show. Got to give a shout out to Believe in Steelers podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe for us on YouTube. Make sure y'all give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts as well. Just want to thank everybody for tuning in, uh, supporting our show. I'm telling you, this show going to get better. I myself have to do a better job of getting guests and hosts on this show, and I will. But I just like talking to Mark and getting insightful when it comes down to football. So make sure y'all keep tuning in. Oh, also, believe um, betonline.ag yep. for sponsoring us since day one. Appreciate y'all very much. Ike, we will have plenty of guests now that we're getting into the offseason. Knock on wood. The NFL slowing down a little bit between now and training camp. There's still plenty ahead. Ike, you're the absolute best. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you later this week. Till then, take care. It's so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.